You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 198 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there, Kelly. How you doing? Hello. Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. Definitely feeling the throes of summer. It's been pretty hot here in Long Beach. Sweating my cans off on the pickleball court. No big deal. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get it. So we have a brand new visual roundup on our website. Definitely check that one out. Also, we will be welcoming any five-star reviews. You know, bring it on. As we mentioned last episode, I have a pile of Trivia Time stickers that are Pride Month themed that I am willing to put in the mail for you. If you want one of those, email me, triviatimepodcast at gmail.com with your mailing address, and I will gladly send one your way. They're super cute. Letting Pride roll into July over here at Trivia Time. Yeah. I still have my little flag out front, my house proudly being displayed. I might never take it down. Why not? Why not? Before we get going, a massive thanks to a few new patrons that hopped on board. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Thank you to Hez, Tori, Jeremy, Heather, and Daniel. Woohoo! Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Official friends of the show. A very cool club to be a part of. You get some extra episodes, some little merch goodies, a personal thank you note, you know, the works. So if you're feeling a little jelly right about now, you know. Become a patron. And we had a very fun superhero bonus episode this month. We sure did. It's not too late to sign on and get it. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned in that episode, not all taters wear capes. (laughs) Another patron perk that nobody wants is I write a poem every month for our friends of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants it. They're always potato themed. You know, it's very important stuff. Crucial content. Naturally. All right. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is Drowsy Llama. D-R-O-W-S-Y-L-L-A-M-A. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what Virginia Woolf novel was published in 1925 and centers on a day in the life of a fictional upper-class woman. Moving on to round one. Round number one is called The Cat's Meow. This episode happens to be released on International Kitten Day, so we scratched up eight cat-themed general knowledge questions to perplex you. Question number one. A popular vacation destination, the Catskill Mountains are located in what U.S. state? Question number two. What 2006 hit track from the Pussycat Dolls featured Snoop Dogg 
and includes the lyrics, I'm a sexy mama who knows just how to get what I wanna. Question number three. What was the cat's name in the 1983 Stephen King classic horror novel, Pet Cemetery? Question number four. In 2021, Two Broke Girls star Kat Dennings became engaged to what entertainer known for his anthemic songs about partying and filthy white outfits? Question number five. Kitty Dukakis, wife of former presidential nominee Michael Dukakis, served as first lady in what U.S. state, sometimes referred to as the codfish state? Question number six. What game is being played when it is referred to as a cat's game when both players neither win nor lose? Question number seven. First published in 1870, the nonsense poem The Owl and the Pussycat was written by what English author known for his limericks? Question number eight. What alliteratively named former Saturday Night Live actor starred as the titular character in the 2003 film version of The Cat in the Hat? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, the cat's meow. Question number one. The Catskill Mountains are located in New York. Question number two. The 2006 Pussycat Dolls hit that featured Snoop Dogg is Buttons. That was a bop. That was a pretty good track. It's good. It's good. Question number three. The cat's name in the 1983 horror novel Pet Cemetery is Church, which is short for Winston Churchill. So we will accept either of those kind of creepy stuff. I haven't seen it, but I love the name inspo here. Silly. Question number four. Actor Kat Dennings became engaged to the entertainer Andrew W.K., so I think that she was with Josh Groban. What? You know, that curly <laughs> opera dude. Josh Groban to Andrew W.K.? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what an arc. <laughs> Total 180. I'm like, do you have a type, girl? I kind of love it. Do I have a chance, girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going all over the place. She's a babe. I think everyone has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that spectrum, for sure. Yeah. Question number five. Kitty Dukakis served as first lady in Massachusetts. Kitty's a cute name. I'm sorry, but it is. I love it. Super cute. I had a college friend named Kitty. Amazing. Kitty Jensen. Hi. Question number six. 
The game being played when it is referred to as a cat's game when players tie is tic-tac-toe. When I know it's going to be a cat's game with my kids, then I just really quickly fill in the last two spots. Nice. Hadn't thought of that. (laughs) Follow me for more tips. (laughs) They get ticked. (laughs) And tacked and toed. (laughs) Stupid. Question number seven. The Owl and the Pussycat was written by... Edward Lear. Question number eight. The former SNL actor that starred in the 2003 film version of The Cat in the Hat is Mike Myers. He looked so scary. I didn't see it, but I didn't want to. I didn't like it. Moving on to round two. Kelly, the wait (laughs) is over. Oh, thank goodness. Are you ready for this audio round? Let's do it. So it's been many moons since we've boarded our trusty trivia time machine and thrown our crystals to the cosmic winds, finding ourselves in a year from the past, submerged in yesteryear hits. The wait is over, friends. Kelly, fetch the quartz thingamabobs. I've got 20. Perfect. Place them on the love and light inspirational cocktail napkins and loosen your Orion's belt. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Now let me just dial in these orbital time codes as I slip into my five-point harness captain seat. And I'll give the sonic sundial a whir. All right, buckle up, because here we go. Whoa. Is that Cassiopeia? Wow! <laughs> Hold on, we're coming in hot. Whoa! You know, that was actually a smooth landing for our rusty gal. She's still got it. Where did these leg warmers come from? Did you get a perm, Ricky? Only in the party section. Oh, so the year is 1989. All songs in this music round were released in 1989. You need to list the song title as well as the recording artist for one point each. One. Five. It should be so easy to do. Just get to 
six. Seven. I don't know why I did the things I did. I don't know why I said the things I said. Rides like a knife, it can cut deep inside. Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes. Eight. But I can't speed up the time. You know, love, there's one more thing to consider. Said woman, take it slow. Things will be just fine. Here are the answers for round two Time Machine, 1989. Song number one was So Alive by Love and Rockets. Song number two was Bust a Move by Young MC. Song number three was Love Song by The Cure. Song number four was Once Bitten, Twice Shy by Great White. Song number five is If You Don't Know Me By Now by Simply Red. Song number six was Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Song number seven was If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. And song number eight was Patience by Guns and Roses. So I don't love all the songs on this list, but you know what? It is actually a pretty fun collection. I love Love and Rockets. Some members of Bauhaus went on to form Love and Rockets. I have a vintage t-shirt, no big deal. Obviously Bust a Move, great jam. You know how I feel about The Cure, positively. And I just wanted to offer up the fun fact that Once Bitten, Twice Shy by Great White is actually a cover. It is a cover of a 1970s song released by a dude named Ian Hunter. Fun fact. Yeah, it is a fun fact. I think it's not well known. So there you go. So should we hop in our time machine and cruise back over to the year 2023? It seems like. I hope we make it. Do you? I mean, 1989 was pretty dope. I was in third grade. I had a mullet. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make our way. Come on, jump in. If you say so. Whoa, here we go. Moving on to round three. Round number three is called Philly High. This one goes out to patron Margaret. Hi, Margaret. We are not jumping back in our time machine, but we are hitting the road and heading to the city of brotherly love with this round on Philadelphia. Thank you, Margaret. 
Question number one. Currently based in California, what NBA team was founded in 1946 and originally from Philadelphia? Question number two. What musician won the Best Original Song Oscar for his song, Streets of Philadelphia, which was featured in the 1993 film, Philadelphia? Question number three. Produced by Kraft Foods, what processed cheese product, sold in a glass jar, also included in Handy Snacks, is frequently used as the cheese on a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Question number four. What is the alliterative name of the Irish bar run by the group of narcissistic friends at the center of the popular FX comedy series, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Question number five. For a half point each, what two medals make up 90% of the Philadelphia historic attraction, the Liberty Bell? Question number six. Angelina Jolie starred as what Philadelphia-born supermodel in a 1998 biopic film that tragically died from AIDS-related complications at the age of 26? Question number seven. Philadelphia's Mutter Museum is the only place where visitors can see slides of the brain of what theoretical physicist? Question number eight. What iconic 1990s TV sitcom's theme song includes the lines, In West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground was where I spent most of my days. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, Philly High. Question number one. The California NBA team that was originally from Philadelphia is the Golden State Warriors. So obviously they changed the franchise name too because Golden State doesn't really describe Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So why the heck did they not change the team name when the Utah Jazz moved from Louisiana to Utah, (laughs) which is like the least jazzy place ever? It's kind of hilarious. I love it. It is hilarious. Question number two. The musician who won an Oscar for his song, Streets of Philadelphia, is Bruce Springsteen. The boss. As they say. He's not from Philly, but yeah. Question number three. The processed cheese product frequently used as the cheese on a Philly cheesesteak sandwich is Cheese Whiz. Friend of the show. <laughs> I'm not mad. I love all those artificial cheeses. It's salty. Even the the squirty kind. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Question number four. The name of the Irish bar run by the group of friends on the series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is 
Patty's Pub. Do you watch this show? You know, I did. I haven't kept up with it because I think it's still on. Yeah, I think it's been on forever. It has a cult following. It's supposed to be hilarious. I know Danny DeVito's in it. It's very funny. Question number five. For a half point each, you needed to list the two medals that make up 90% of the Liberty Bell, and they are copper and tin. They've tried to repair that crack like twice. I think it's a feature. I do too. It's like a gap tooth. Keep it. I like it. Question number six. Angelina Jolie starred as the Philadelphia-born supermodel in a 1998 biopic film about Gia Karanji. Too hot, Kelly. I can't. (laughs) We have to move on. (laughs) We got to move on. Yeah, so she was openly queer. She was a total babe. Unfortunately, she was also a heroin addict, but this movie was pretty great. It was kind of just early. I think it was... Angelina Jolie's like breakthrough role. A must see if you haven't already watched this one. Question number seven. Philadelphia's Mutter Museum is the only place where visitors can see brain slides from Albert Einstein. Doesn't it just look like a brain though? I mean, yeah, I don't really care. (laughs) Question number eight. The 90s sitcom with the theme song that includes the line, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Moving on to round four. Round number four is called Tween, the Pages. We are dodging the drama and sticking our awkward noses in books with this round on young adult literature. Question number one. What best-selling 2012 John Green young adult novel was adapted into a 2014 coming-of-age romance drama film that starred Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort? Question number two. Named after a Topeka librarian, what award is given to books that exemplify literary excellence in young adult literature? Question number three. The character Sophie at the center of the best-selling YA series Keeper of the Lost Cities leaves her human family to attend what school that shares a name with a 1996 teen drama starring Angelina Jolie that features the subtitle Confessions of a Girl Gang? Question number four. In the classic 1967 S.E. Hinton coming-of-age novel, The Outsiders, what character delivers the line, Stay gold, pony boy? Question number five. Starring Regina Hall and Anthony Mackie, what is the young adult book that was adapted into a 2018 movie? It follows the fallout after a student witnesses a police shooting. Question number six. Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 are a part of what series of films based on young adult novels penned by Stephanie Meyer? Question number seven. The 2015 YA novel Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda was adapted into what 2018 queer coming-of-age romantic drama film? 
Question number eight. What award-winning graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang was adapted into a Disney Plus series that premiered in 2023 and followed a Taiwanese high school boy named Jin? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Tween the Pages. The best-selling 2012 John Green young adult novel is The Fault in Our Stars. It's too sad. Bummer. It's total bummer. Question number two. The award given to books that exemplifies literary excellence in YA literature is the Prince Award. So that's P-R-I-N-T-Z named after Michael L. Prince, who is a librarian. And I think that librarians should be celebrated. So love this. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Question number three. So this question actually goes out to an anonymous listener who has requested questions about Keeper of the Lost Cities several times. So I was finally able to work it in. I hope you enjoy this one. The character, Sophie, at the center of Keeper of the Lost Cities, leaves her family to attend the school, Foxfire. Also Foxfire, another film title starring Angelina Jolie. (laughs) There you have it. Coincidental. Another queer one with her in it, actually. She was dating that Calvin Klein model, Jenny Shimizu, at the time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Fun fact. Fun facts. Question number four. Whoa, Kelly, what was that? Oh, it was just me adding to my list of the Angelina Jolie marathon for later. That's a real fun list. Pair that with some crackers and cheese whiz and I'll be right over. (laughs) But before we get to that, I think that was actually a triple tater, which means if you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The outsider's character that delivers the line, stay gold, pony boy, is Johnny. Question number five. The YA book that was adapted into a 2018 movie that follows the fallout after a police shooting is The Hate You Give. That's some heavy stuff. That movie was real sad. Real sad, but important. Yeah, you can't make uplifting content about racially motivated police shootings. So there you go. Question number six. Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 are a part of the films based on the series... Twilight. Question number seven. The 2018 film, based on the YA novel, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda, is... Love, Simon. Friend of the show. Love this one. Love the novel. Love the film. But also, I just wanted to mention that there's this graphic novel series called Heartstopper, and it has young queer dudes at the center of it. I was working the school book fair and was very proud of Scholastic for having it on hand. And it looked adorable. And the kids were eating it up. They loved it. Just flew off the shelf. So super sweet. Cute stuff. Question number eight. The Jean Luen Yang graphic novel that follows a Taiwanese high school boy named Jin is 
American-born Chinese. I, I saw like some posters for the Disney Plus series called American-born Chinese. And I was like, that's quite a title. It's pretty straightforward right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not knowing that it was based on this graphic novel series, but sounds cute. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What American big box store founded in New Jersey filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2023 with plans to close all 360 locations next month? Question number two. Also known as the Run for the Roses, what annual American horse race is the first leg of the Triple Crown? Question number three. Which of Alaskan governor and former vice president nominee Sarah Palin's children caught headlines during the 2008 presidential race for becoming pregnant at the age of 17? Question number four. Introduced in 1940 in Pennsylvania, what dark chocolate-covered mint candy is distributed by Hershey's and comes in a silver foil square wrapper with a blue logo? Question number five. What is the alliteratively named coastal neighborhood in South Brooklyn within the greater Coney Island area? Question number six. Named after the world's oldest English-speaking university, what style of dress shoe is characterized by these shoelace eyelets attached on the underside of the vamp, top front parts of the shoe? Question number seven. What influential American author penned the novels White Fang and The Call of the Wild both of which were set during the Klondike Gold Rush. It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here the answers for round five are connection round. Question number one. The American big box store with plans to close all 360 locations next month is Bed Bath & Beyond. So I read somewhere that a lot of the Bed Bath & Beyond locations might be converted into pickleball courts. Amazing. Yeah. I'd love to see that instead of it just being like a spirit Halloween or whatever. Better use of space. Question number two. The first leg of the Triple Crown is the Kentucky Derby. Not a friend of the show. Too many casualties. I just feel real bad for those horses. Get into pickleball instead, folks. Yeah, pickleball. Friend of the show. Woohoo! Question number three. 
The name of Sarah Palin's child, who became pregnant at the age of 17, is Bristol Palin. And I think that her baby daddy then was in, in Playgirl. His name was like Levi. Do you remember that? Oh, gosh. I, honestly, poor Bristol. Like, victim of abstinence-only education, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Question number four. The dark chocolate-covered mint candy that comes in a silver foil square wrapper are... York peppermint patties. Yerm. I'll take one. Yes. I love these. Me too. Tasty. Everything about them. The texture. The taste. I love the texture. Ugh. Love it. So good. Except it's always so disappointing if you get an old one and it's like dry. Oh, that's right. That's right. You need to be that nice creamy <laughs> texture. Same with the Reese's peanut butter cups. If it's like dusty inside, I'm just like, why? I know. <laughs> for sure. Question number five. The coastal neighborhood within the greater Coney Island area is Brighton Beach. Question number six. The style of dress shoe characterized by the eyelets attached on the underside of the vamp are Oxford shoes. I've got a few pairs for when I need to uh, gentleman it up a little bit if I have any fancy events, you know. Of course, of course. Mm -hmm. They're cute. It's a good style. Classic. Yeah, I like them. Right now, I'm just wearing slippers, though. Good. <laughs> Question number seven. The author who penned the novels White Fang and The Call of the Wild is Jack London. So he's most known for these Klondike set novels, but he is actually considered to be one of the pioneers, like forefathers of science fiction writing. He actually had quite a robust catalog. It's kind of interesting. I feel like all fourth grade classes are required to read White Fang, you know? Yeah, for sure. And then when they refer to the female dogs as bitches, it's like the class cannot handle it. Ah! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like bed, bath, and beyond. The Kentucky Derby, Bristol, Palin, York, Peppermint Patties, Brighton Beach, Oxford Shoes, and Jack London. And all of those answers include names of cities in England. Tally-ho, Kelly. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. I love England. They're funny and they can drink. Love it. That's right. And they eat a lot of chips, as they call them. Starchy foods, a lot of booze, a good sense of humor. Love me some Brits. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was Drowsy Llama. That sounds cute. It does. Sleepy bud. Yeah. The question that went with this anagram was, what Virginia Woolf novel was published in 1925 and centers on a day in the life of a fictional upper-class woman? And the answer is Mrs. Dalloway. Drowsy Llama scrambles up to be Mrs. Dalloway. Well, I guess that does it, Kelly. Nice work. Another one down. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back at you next week with some more trivia. It's true. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. 
Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com, and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, edited by Ricky Lime, and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later taters.